Kia ora, kia ora ana, talofalawa, malo bolawinaka, whakalofalahiatu, welcome to the Touch Project Podcast. My name is Pat, uh, it's lovely to <laughs> it's lovely to have you along with us for a uh, another conversation, man, I could just so easily be saying, introducing my next guest, he's a New Zealand Open men's player, uh, a very proud touch black, Jaden Love, but obviously uh, the stars didn't align that way, but they very easily could have, and this is... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get sick of having these conversations, like really talented Kiwis uh, that obviously move over to Australia to build a life for themselves, but still very passionate Kiwis, and then end up playing for Australia. Not to take that away from my mates over in uh, in Australia, but man, how cool it have been to have uh, the bro playing open men's touch blacks for New Zealand. But ah, nevertheless... We are not. Uh, we are here now in this conversation. Very, very cool yarn to have, and I really appreciated uh, Jaden sitting down and having a yarn. And uh, we connected, and it was a really cool uh, chat. Uh, some really cool stuff in here. So enjoy this one. The latest episode of the Touch Project podcast with uh, Australian Open Men's player and uh, Touch Football superstar. Check out the old uh, shout outs to my bro. Um, shout outs to my bro, Shy Shallow uh, Flavel, who put together quite a snazzy wee highlight reel on this dude. So if you haven't yet, jump on YouTube, check that out. It's very good work. Very good work indeed. But uh, Jaden Love on the podcast. Enjoy this one. Kia ora. I got Jaden Love on the podcast. What's up, Jaden? How are you, brother? You well? Yeah, not too bad, bro. Just cruising along, eh? Just thought I'd come on for a chat with you. And <laughs> no, how nice. we go? How's, uh, how's things? You're in whereabouts in Australia are you at the moment? So I'm um, located on the Gold Coast, so. Yeah. Have you been there forever? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the go with the GC? Has that sort of been your place of, of preference over in Australia since you... After secondary schools, me and my family sort of made the big move to WA yeah. originally. Yeah. And then a few years later, we I sort of packed up my stuff and sort of moved to the Gold Coast to come pursue sort of a sporting sort of career yeah, yeah. over here. So... And then the family sort of followed after that. So, nice. yeah. Mean. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Like I said, um, we had a bit of a chat before. I'm pretty keen just to get to know who you are, to be fair. And, you know, we've seen the highlight reels and obviously we've got some mutual friends and had a bit of a nosy at the old touch resume. But I'm pretty keen to just get to know who you are first. And then if we uh, stumble across some touch stuff on the way, uh, then that's a All good? Yes, it is, but all good. So tell us, where'd you grow up? What's uh, take us back to the beginning? Uh, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? What's the what's the journey been like so far? So I was born in um, a little little town called Taumaranui, the old King Country, nice. And um, sort of just lived there for a while, and then sort of just moved around the, around the North Island. So Taumaranui, Tararu, Hamilton, and then yeah. sort of found my my way to Rotorua and sort of set up camp there with the family. So yeah. That's, that's about it. That's pretty buzzy because I, I I don't know if you heard the Niger yarn, but I'm from Tokoroa, so to hear Patata do that makes me feel happy because that's only up the road. Yeah, it's not too far. So. <laughs> yeah, nice. In terms of touch football, like when did you come across touch footy? Uh, obviously, being in Utsuroa and you're pretty close with the with the Stones Fano, was that just by default because you're there? Just like every other Maori kid, bro, bare feet running around with the aunties and uncles. Yeah, sort of getting dragged down to the local footy. So, and then. Sort of just mingling, mingling in with the little kitties down there and just sort of throwing the footy around, mm. start a game of touch, and then obviously it turns into league or rugby, <laughs> yeah. and then someone gets hurt, and then you go back to touch footy. So, yeah. sort of just all started around getting dragged down to footy with the, the aunties and uncles. Mm. When and you went from there. When you think back to like your earliest memory, was 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 that sort of just throwing the ball around with, with the with the fam in the neighborhood or? 
Yeah, pretty much, bro. And, and then sort of like, I don't know when I exactly started playing touch. It was sort of rolled into overall and met the Stone family and then mm-hmm. um, sort of just mixed in with the, the Bay of Plenty group, sort of seeing the, seeing the trials come up and put my name down and mm-hmm. went for a bit of a run around with the lads. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess most Māori kids, like growing up, you want to be an All Black or you want to play for the Warriors or you know you want to play Union or, or, or League. Um, was was uh, was that was touch just sort of like a feat of sport into that for you, or did you kind of think actually I'm pretty good at this touch football thing? Um, yeah, like you said, every every Māori kid wants to be an All Black, you know, pursue League or where the money was really. Yeah, yeah. But it's sort of I was mainly a Union boy throughout my whole schooling and whatnot and then sort of lost the interest of playing contact sport because I was I was a pretty small kid back then and mm. found the pathway to touch and I sort of enjoyed it and fell in love with the game so I sort of stayed on that path and where I am now so yeah yeah when when did you realize actually I'm pretty good at at, at this touch game versus I guess um, you know, most kids like to think that they can pop a sunny bill every now and then, but like, yeah, did, you, yeah, yeah. did you did you think, oh, you know what, I've got the agility, I'm pretty fast, I'm nimble, I can make this happen? Was there a moment where you thought, actually, I'm not bad, I'm going to give this a real go? Yeah, sort of. I think it was sort of around high school, my high school years. I sort of felt like I could pursue a career or felt a long way in this sport. <clears throat> and then um, I just took with open arms and sort of continued down that track and got to, to where I am now, yeah. yeah. So I thought high school days would have been where I sort of thought I could make a career yeah. through the sport. What did you want to be when you were a kid, like when you were growing up? Was there the did you, did you, was sport the kind of the career pathway for you or did you want to be something else? I don't know. I sort of just was hoping that I could be a professional sports player, but yeah. as, as every other kid does and then sort of falls out of and then you sort of just got to find your feet and start again pretty much. So that was pretty much a professional sports player, but mm. yeah. Tell us about your uh, your first trial. Was it for the Bay uh, back when you were a young one? Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I think it was around, I don't know what age group, the IPS tournament. Oh, yeah, like 10s, 12s, 14s. Yeah, so it's sort of just 10s, 12s, 14s and sort of I started off playing mixed. I think it was for the yeah. Bay and then cause I don't think they had a, like a, a boys team so it started off mixed and then as you went through the grades sort of got to a to a men's side so mm. started off at the Bay and pretty much stayed at the Bay all the way through to high school. I guess because mixed is quite like uh, the Bay of Plenty have got like a real uh, yeah. like legit history in that mixed game. Uh, when did you mm. kind of think oh yo I might uh give open men's a bit of a nudge or, or play uh, play single, you know, boys' side? Was that When did that happen for you or did you sort of stay at mix the entire time you are there? Oh, I'm not really a mixed type of player. I don't, <laughs> like, I, I don't really feel like my game suits that type of play, but, like, I've got nothing against mix, but I just find that I don't really enjoy playing mix. But yeah. I think it was around... Under 18, I think it was, where I sort of thought I'd jump over to the um, men's side of the mm. Mm. side. So, and then I just fell in love with it from there. So, when did you move to Aussie? What was the when? When did that happen? So it was 
2012, I think it was, we had won the secondary school nationals for Rotorua Boys High School against Hamilton. And then, as you do, you have a little bit of a kick on after it. And um, the old lady got a job over there and she sort of gave us a bit of a buzz two days later, saw on the, the kick-ons and mm. said, um, come home, we've got to pack up the gears and move over to Aussie. Oh, so it was a bit of a shock. So it was a bit of a celebration, but a farewell sort of a drink yeah. with, the, with the lads. So, yeah, I think it was 2012, I think it was. Was that was that uh, a bit of a oh, rats? Like, were you were you keen to stay in New Zealand, like you know, your whole life, and, and sort of work through the pathways over here, or did you just you know got to ask your mum and, and go go over to Oz? That's what's best for us. Oh, at the time I was like, oh no, nah, I don't want to go. Like, yeah. um, just won the tourney with the lads, and I sort of had a good good vibe going on with the boys, and um, and then I sort of thought about, oh, no, nah, mum sort of done a lot for us, mm. so sort of back there and went over to Aussie and um, yeah, I don't think I would change anything. I sort of loved it as soon as I got off the plane and I, well, I, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I'd yeah. stay over there, yeah. When you reflect on it now, like at that time, just winning secondary schools, I'm assuming at that point, um, you would have had to seriously start considering, you know, touch blacks just around the corner, surely. And then you go to Australia and then, and then uh, you know, obviously the story ends a different way or, or at least it's it's been written a different way at the moment having now, you know, played for Australia. What, was that was that a tough decision for you? Oh, this is a bit of an untold story, but... Um, Give us the exclusive, Jaden. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been in contact or I had never received any sort of information about the touch blacks so i sort of yeah i've heard this moved. i've heard this yeah I've, so, I've sort of moved to aussie and then um sort of just worked my way through chipping chipping through the stones and um australia reached out to me mm. and then within a few days later after them hearing it new zealand come knocking on the door as well and um yeah it was hard but i sort of looked at it going oh Australia come knocking on my door first, so like um, I took it with open arms and I said yes straight away. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty hard, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it again. Yeah, I, I'm happy with how it all worked out. So it sounds, that's, um, that, that's no bad talk to such football New Zealand, but yeah. that's just that's just a story. Yeah, that's just how it works. I remember when we um, when I had a chat with Jordy uh, with with Jordy uh, Marshall King on uh, yeah, yeah. on a while back. Man, my uh, IG was flooded with. Oh, yeah, nah, <laughs> this is exactly what happened to Jaden Love. Uh, this is exactly what happened yeah. to Ash Quinn. Yeah. This is exactly what happened to you know. And and nah, nah. New Zealand don't don't reach out until until mm. Aussie wants you. And I don't know if that's true. Um, you know and. I mean, it may may be true at that time, um, but you know, uh, if if New Zealand had come knocking first, would you be be a touch black today? Oh, one hundred percent. I would have probably jumped at the offer straight away. So I'm just yeah. If they come knocking on the door first, I would have said yes. Yeah, that's that's um, it's tough the way for a proud uh, New Zealander, and um, you know, do, like. I know you're obviously uh, proud to represent Australia. I'm sure you are, and and you know yeah. obviously got some close friends in, in in the squad and whatnot. But 
you know, does it tug at your heartstrings a wee bit when you hear, you know, uh, the, the New Zealand national anthem and, and you think, man, my job is to now kill your dreams? <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, I sort of, you know, sing along all day, the national anthem going, and yeah. I sort of take it in and just remember where I'm from, remember the roots, yeah. and then once the siren goes, I've got to flip the switch and now focus on my job and my role mm. to benefit Australia. So. Yeah. yeah, what are you? Um, you know, when you reflect in your time playing as a part of the Australian uh, sort of squad, and and I guess what what have what have been some of the significant moments for you representing Australia and and being part of that um, contingent? Obviously, receiving the, the phone call, the jersey, it all starts from there. Going to the camps, vibing with the boys, that's a big um, big honour as it is the start. But like just going out there, knowing everyone's got your back. You've got a job to do, and just making good good mates. Like I've I've now got forever long mates. Um, I'm curious, uh, what's the what was the moment like when you got the was it was it a phone call, or an email? How, were you invited to trial, or when was the when was the moment that, that they asked you to sort of come play for Aussie? Um, my story was a little bit different because I was I wasn't originally in the squad. I sort of got invited as an outsider mm. to come join the boys just to give them numbers and give the boys a bit of a break when they need to. So sort of went from there and I um, went to camp and sort of got thrown in the deep end in the link. And as you know, they got Dylan Hennessy, Jack, all the Jordy Marshall throwing, throwing some fucking rockets at you. Yeah, yeah. And I sort of, sort of got carved up, hey. Eh? And then I sort of, we sort of went into a break and um, I went over to Trady and I had a bit of a chat for him and I go, um, as you can see, like I'm kind of getting carved up, and I am I able to um, get get put into the middle? And he and he said, "Oh, thanks for being honest, like all that stuff." And then he goes, "Yeah, we'll give you a crack in the middle." And then um, went from there. So I was a pretty much sink or swim. Yeah, yeah. So I sunk at the start, and then chucked the floaties back on, and I sort of sort of come back to the top and sort of held my own in the middle, and got invited back to the next few camps and sort of. Held moaning there, and then um, got the phone call. So this is another story. Um, I was at at work and um, yeah. missed three three calls from Trady. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, oh no, what have I done now? And he sort of, I sort of texted him. I go, oh, can I call you back at Smoker in half an hour? And he goes, no, I need to, I need you to call me now. And I was like, oh no, what have I done? And then it sort of went from there. So I wasn't really good at responding or yeah. checking emails so he sort of gave me a rev up there and he goes now you're in the team and I was like oh is this a G up or yeah, yeah. Are you, like for real and he goes no nah, mate you're for real you sort of held your own at camp and um, you, you impressed us so I'd like to give you a crack and went from there I was speechless after he said it so yeah. took a few moments Back to, uh, back to partner, the mum, yeah, and then had to soak it in and then just stack the money. Yeah, so. Yeah. What's, um, what's... That's how it all went. Uh, two questions, I guess. What's Trady like? Like, you know, like, give, give us to a straight. Like, what's he What's he like uh, both, I guess, in the sub box, but then just at camp and outside of things? Because, you know, we've heard a few different accounts now from Goody and whatnot, and they sort of explain mm. how, um, how Trady is. But, you know, what was your first impression of him when you first met? Tony Trey. Um, so 
I first met Trady at NYC when I was playing for the WA team. And um, he sort of kept an eye on me since the start. And um, we went in to play New Zealand, the New Zealand team that comes over to NYC. Yeah. And because I was pretty much playing through uh, bad ankles and whatnot, so I was sort of toughing it out. And he come up to me and just goes, God, gave me a few words. And I sort of went into the game a little bit heavy because, you know, like if you hear if you get a bit of feedback off him, you know you're doing something right. Yeah. So went into there, and that was pretty much the first time I like met him and come in contact with him. But like everyone else says, man, you look, you just look at his resume, and it, it, it explains it all. Mm. So there's sort of no grey areas with him either. He says how it is, and you, you just got to listen. Because yeah. if you don't listen, you know you're going to get a serving in the sub box. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, he knows when to turn the switch on and then he knows how to turn it off as well. And then he's like your best mate after mm. after camp's done. So he's a legend, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. When we had him on for a bit of a yarn, he promised me bubble ganoush. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't even I don't know how to spell that. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking forward to. Neither do I, bro. Neither <laughs> do I. <laughs> uh, tell me about tell me about playing in a team that Nick Goods the captain of. Oh, and he's crazy. Eh? He he's a he's a leader. He he tells you what to do, and you just pretty much jump in the backpack and follow whatever he does. Eh? Mm. So he's a legend, man. He's he's one of a kind. He's awesome to play with, yeah. and he sort of took me under his wing, just uh, guided me in the right places, and I just pretty much followed, bro. So yeah, when you yeah, when he's you... a good bloke. When you think back now, I guess, to uh, your time playing, you know, international footy and, and sort of top-grade elite touch, um, you know, what are some of the things that you think, man, if I'd known that when I first started, I would have done something different. You know, I would have I would have implemented that when I was playing secondary schools for Lutorua. What are some of the things that you know now that you that you wish you knew back when you first started playing footy? Good question. <laughs> um, I think it's all kind of mental side of it. Like, when I was Young buck, I thought, hey, I've got a bit of speed, a bit of footwork, that'll get me over the line. But it's kind of, once you grow up and you, you sort of move away through the ranks and you sort of get to the top, it's sort of like attack ain't everything. Mm. And at the end of the day, you sort of you sort of realise that defence will win your games, yards will win your games. And I, I wish I could sort of go back and just sort of be the, the guy that takes charge in, in the defence or gets the yards from the, from the, starts the yards from the kicko or, I don't yeah, I don't know, bro, like, but looking at it now, I wish I had the, the brain that I had now, back mm. then, but, yeah. How do you deal with the pressure, like, you know, playing, playing, you know, top grade footy, and, and I think I, I've asked everybody this, because I'm, I'm genuinely mm. curious as to, as to how you maintain a good mental health space, you know, how do you, how do you deal with both the pressure of playing top grade international footy, but then also, I guess just accepting that you're not always going to get things right, and sometimes, uh, you know, you you lose it, you lose the game for the team, and yeah. you know that sort of stuff. How do you maintain a, a good mental health space? Well, I'm pretty fortunate that I don't really have to deal with pressure because you got the likes of Dylan Hennessy, um, Drummy, and Peter Norman that sort of take charge, and yeah. you just jump under the wing and sort of chop a hole or drive the ball. Or, do stuff like that. So, like, I haven't really had to deal with pressure, but, like, if you do make the mistake and you do 
unfortunately lose the game for you. You just got to cop it on the chin and move on. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's only touch footy. Yeah, it's not that in the life like there's a lot more worse things going on in the world than touch. Yeah. So yeah, I don't like. I'm fortunate enough. I don't have to deal with pressure, or I just jump under on the backpack and. Yeah. Do what I'm told. <laughs> I like that. Jump on the backpack. That's gonna be my new thing. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's dope. Who who's your who's your inner circle? Like, you know, in, in the team, who do you go for for support or advice or or when you're sort of not sure of something, who who's your go to for, for that yarn? Once again, name dropping, there's I'm pretty close with Dylan Hennessy, Jummy and Peter Norman. So mm. we pretty much play together and I sort of just Stay in that circle. Yeah. If I get stuck, if I have a question, I normally ask them. Like, there's no silly question. There's no dumb question either. Like, every question is going to get answered, even if it's dumb or not. So, mm. I sort of ask those three, and they sort of give me an answer straight away. So, mm. yeah. When was the? What was the last situation where you sort of second guessed yourself and you had to go to somebody for some support or some advice? What was? What was that? I think. It would have been after my first transaction, which I think was in 2016. I sort of took it for granted and um, sort of just done that tournament. Tournament, and then after that, I thought I had achieved it all. Like I didn't need yeah. to do any more. Yeah. And then I sort of was on a high, and then I sort of dropped back down to earth, and I was like, "Oh damn!" Like. I sort of just withdrawn for that team for no reason. Like I thought I had achieved it all, thought I was on top of the world, and then I sort of just come back to the earth and sort of just had a little chat with the partner. Yeah. And um, she sort of asked what I wanted to achieve, and I sort of told her, and she's like, "Well, I think you know what you need to do now." Yeah. And um, I sort of got back on the right track and yeah. starting to get back on the right pathways now. So yeah, that was probably the last time. Does it still, does it still mean the same to you now? Uh, you know, if you're a bit older, you know, a few years under your belt, does it still mean the same now when you reflect on what it means to represent Australia, to play international footy? Is it still, is it still something that you dream about, wake up about, work towards? Oh, hundred percent. It's the pinnacle of touch. You're playing with the best of the best. So it's, it's always going to be second nature. Yeah for all them players striving for that goal. So yeah. 100% it hasn't changed. My goals haven't changed to get back into that team. So I'm, I'm striving every day to get back into that team, yeah. Yeah. I guess COVID's kind of played a, a you know, the, 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 worst opponent for everybody at the moment because no one can seem to beat it and and I guess uh, working towards April for that Trans-Taz and, and Christchurch here in New Zealand is that is that certainly the goal is to shimmy your way back into the fold and get on the backpack for that Trans-Tazzy in, in New Zealand? Yeah bro well um, life hasn't really changed over here eh like it's sort of <laughs> had that little toll on everyone but I haven't I haven't stopped at all eh like my life has sort of stayed the same it hasn't really affected it a lot but I had a bit of a major injury in December last year I mm. done my ACL meniscus every other little ligament in my knee so I sort of had the whole I've sort of come I've sort of done my knee at the right time yeah. but then then again I wish I didn't do it because there's no sport on so I sort of got lucky with the old COVID sort yeah, of situation yeah. but um 
yes, I've been rehabbing and whatnot, and I'm starting to get back into it now. So mm. hopefully be right for the tourney coming up in end of November, December, the Queensland State Cup. Yeah. And sort of put my name through the fill and sort of see what he reckons. Yeah. Well, you know, it'd be good to to get over here and, and, and play a play a test series back home, you know? And, oh, one hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be pretty dope. You know, looking at looking at the things that you've been able to achieve in, in such a you know, such a small amount of time. Um, you know, what's on that old bucket list if you if you think about the old touch football bucket list for Jaden Love, what's still on there? Oh, uh, there's a few, bro. There's a few still to tick off. Obviously making the Open men's team again would be one, and then um, World Cup would be a, a dream come true. And then there's a state of origin, NTLs, and um, yeah, just trying to get to play with my brother again. I think yeah. maybe at the top level, or if not, back in um, the Sharks gear. So yeah, uh, do you think that's a, a realistic, uh, you know, sort of uh, goal is, is to play with with the bro? Um, yeah, I think it is, even if it's not in. And top level, I still think um, like national or the NTLs over here is, is a high level yeah. sort of program that we could sort of link up again and mm. maybe take it out together. So yeah, nice. that that yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, one of the one of the things that uh, I'm I'm curious is to is to hear from you is you know uh, a young Māori brother from New Zealand has to move over to Australia for whatever reason maybe Mumsy got some work over there or something so they've played touch football in New Zealand from you know zero to zero to seventeen and then they move over to Australia what would the what advice would you give that that young that young bro who has to adapt to the Australian way of touch footy after only knowing touch in Aotearoa? I wouldn't say change a lot, bro, because you come over here, you run a quickie, you step two people, the crowd sort of goes goes wild. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, like you look at the likes of Jummy, he's probably got one of the best footwork in the game and he's still killing it as it is. And um, I think you sort of just bring your game that you have over here, but then sort of adapt to the, the running style and the play of Australia mm. that Australia plays because like at the end of the day you've got the natural ability to step and whatnot so if you can combine that with the Australia type of play I think you you could go a long way yeah, yeah. so I, w- I wouldn't say change much other than just try try to link the Australia way into your game plan and yeah I think you should be alright was it was it tough for you coming over from from here or from New Zealand and then sort of making a mark for yourself in in, in Aussie? Was it was it was that a, a long process or, or like you say, um, you sort of bought the X factor and then just found a way to to mould it to the to the Aussie way? I found it was a bit of a hard way because I originally moved to WA, which is not really big on touch, and um, I think Taya mentioned that I went to the same club as her, Wanneroo Lions, and. Um, Sort of just linked up there, and I pretty much flew over to Perth, dropped the gears off at Mum's house, and then we went straight to training that day wow. <laughs> with the Wanneroo boys. And man, as soon as you got off that plane, it was like forty-two degrees, and as you know, it's pretty cold in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. then going over, yeah, and then going over there into forty-two degree heat was pretty tough. But 
Um, it was a bit of a hard trek because I was in WA and then sort of just making teams that go over to NYC and like, but NYC kind of gets dominated by New South Wales and Queensland. So yeah. you sort of, you sort of, when you, when you play those big teams, you sort of just give it all you got because you kind of got nothing to lose. Yeah. So you, you throw everything on the table and then you hopefully just get seen. And then, um, I was lucky enough to get seen and then made the, um, Australian under 20s youth side for the Trans Tasman against New Zealand yeah. and Cronulla. So I was fortunate enough to get a look in. So yeah, was that was that before or after New Zealand came ring? I guess New Zealand saw you then and then wanted you, right? Or yeah, that's when they sort of come knocking on the door. Yeah, when yeah around that time when when Aussie come knocking on the door for youth Trans Tasman. And Zed come knocking on the door after, so yeah. How does how did that work? Did they did they ring you? What was it an email? Nah, email, bro. Yeah. yeah, so they sort of just wanted to um, see if I could come to camp. But as you know, it's sort of a user pay. So yeah, I found that it would have been cheaper to just stay here, bro, and yeah, catch a catch a sixty dollar flight to Sydney instead of a three hundred and eighty dollar flight there and back. So yeah. 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 When you when you think about it, bro, like you know, after after the journey from playing IPS forty to where you're at now, uh, are you are you kind of content with with the, the journey so far? Are you happy with what you've been able to achieve? Are you proud of everything? Oh, I wouldn't change a thing, bro. I'm pretty happy with from where I started to where I am now. I sort of achieved a lot, but I haven't achieved everything. There's still a lot to tick off. Yeah. But I'm yeah I'm happy where I'm at now, bro. Mm. When people when people say um, describe yourself uh, from a, from a touch perspective, uh, you know, how would you describe your you know your your kind of touch persona? What is what is it about Jaden Love that people go, yeah, nah, my man, that's the guy. I don't know, but I think it's uh, don't, footwork. Don't, don't be humble now. We've all seen the <laughs> we've seen the highlight. We've seen the highlight reel. Shout out to Shiloh. We've seen it all, my mate. Come yeah, on yeah. Shout out to my man Shiloh. Yeah. Um, nah, the footwork, bro. A little bit of speed, but I sort of like the freestyle again. Yeah, playing freestyle, but then knowing when to flip the switch and sort of play play serious. Mm. I sort of. I think that's how I like to describe myself, bro. Mm. What's the non-negotiables for for a, for a good touch player? You know, if if uh, if you had to to contribute, I guess, to the touch transformer, and you were allowed to add one attribute about that transformer, what would the one attribute be? Oh, <laughs> uh, probably the social side. But I like to to muck around and <laughs> be a bit of a bit of a joker off the field eh, with the lads. So yeah. I know there's other boys that. That'll say different, but mm. <laughs> yeah, I like to be a bit of a joker, bro. Yeah. You can have Muck some fun, around, though, right? Yeah. You know, if, if it's not oh, fun, then yeah. what's the point, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I've uh, I've enjoyed getting to know you a bit uh, a bit better, uh, brother, and and uh, I I think a lot of people will. Uh, we'll indulge in this yarn and, and, and hopefully we'll get to learn a little bit more about, you know, you and your story over the next little bit. Um, but, you know, thanks for, for jumping on and, and having a bit of a chat with us. No, no worries, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, what's the, what's the, what's the go for the rest of the year? You come over Christmas or you stay in Australia? Oh, these borders, bro, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. two weeks I for like, nothing. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, pretty much. So I'll probably just stay over here with the missus, the mum, yeah. brother and sister, so... 
It's true here, bro. Yeah, yeah. that was probably the stupidest question I could have asked, actually, considering you cut <laughs> it out. And then, oh, I'm in there. Do you remember when you were a kid, bro? Do you remember the two-minute music? Was that still around when you were when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Sure yeah. was. Two well, minutes. Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? Do you enjoy it over in Australia because you guys didn't have to listen to that rubbish, eh? Oh, we sort of have our little little music going here and there, but I'd, I'd like to see it come over here. Oh, sort of get that. Don't be silly. <laughs> So no, you sort of get that little bit of a no. the vibe going. You got you know when the team chat and then you sort of got that music come on. You sort no. of got time to switch on and no. got two minutes left. So no. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no one thinks that. No one thinks that. Let's not start this. It's it's the worst. Nah. It's the worst thing ever. I'm thinking though. I'm I'm thinking because you know my, one of my goals, brother. If I'm gonna just tell you one of my goals on my bucket list is actually to get Adam from FIT, who's based over in Australia, to get him sacked so that I can do the World Cup MC because I reckon. Uh, you, know, you should I, just team up, bro. Team up together. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm like, you You know how you don't like playing mix? I don't like doing that either because <laughs> I, I need to be the superstar, okay? Uh, this, nah, this, fair this, enough, this, bro. We need... We need someone over here to pronounce the Moldy names, right, Steve? Oh, I didn't want to say that. You know, I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to throw it out there. I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. It's, it's all right for you because your name's Jaden Love, but, you know, I feel sorry for my bro, Pukaiawa Kurukanga, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, bro. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a problem. I'm just saying. Uh, just <laughs> That's it. Even Connor's name. Oh, to pronounce it. Well, I can't say that because I only just learned how to say Pamatato anyway. So <laughs> uh, it's, 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 not, it's a problem for both of us. I've appreciated the yarn, brother. Thank you so much for jumping on and having a chat with us. Nah, sweet as, bro. Too easy. <laughs>